we're going to do something a little different here this morning. I, uh, you know, the Lord's been dealing with me on a lot of things, and uh, so I've been spending a lot of time in the Word. I've been spending a lot of time in prayer. I feel the Lord's calling uh, me specifically and us in general into um, a, a deeper place with Him. Amen. And so I believe I've been dealing with some things and some issues. And as I've been dealing with those things, God's been speaking and dealing with me and leading me into a, a different area, if you will. Now, in saying that, I didn't really put it all together, but I, I, um, I've really been spending a lot of time in the Word, a lot of time in the Word, a lot of time in prayer. And uh, you, you get in that video? Okay. I want you to, I, I was, I go through YouTube every once in a while, and I try to find little messages while I'm at work and stuff. The, you, have you ever heard of, I'm sure some of you have heard of John Kilpatrick, okay? He was a pastor down in Florida when they had the big revival uh, one of, you know, down there in Florida several years ago. Um, uh, I, I just kind of stumbled across this, but when I seen this video, I, I, I thought this is what God's been trying to speak to me. All right. This is what God's been trying to speak to me. So I want to play that. It's about a seven minute video that I want you to watch and I want you to really listen. And you might not, understand the whole thing and say, well, that's, you know, that seems a little strange or whatever, but I want you to really watch this video and I want you to absorb it. All right. And after that, we're going to get into the word for a little bit because I believe God has a powerful word for us this morning. Amen. And you're about to see some things break loose. You're about to see some things break loose. Amen. You really are. Um, and so are you ready, Ben? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna, it's like I said, this is about seven minutes long or so, but I want you to watch it, and then we're gonna go right into the word after this. All right. On October the eighteenth, twenty twenty-two, I had a dream. In the dream, I was walking along a particular boulevard in London. And a man walked up to me and said, Pastor Kilpatrick, it's so good to see you. And he introduced himself and asked us to pray for a well-known apostolic leader of a significant church body in England. The apostolic leader was lying on a cot right there on the street. And several of us gathered around him and I asked what was wrong with the man and how we should pray. And they said, he's suffering from a spirit of infirmity. And I was not expecting that answer, but we began to fervently pray right there for him on the street. All of a sudden, something popped and snapped, and that spirit just snapped right off of him. He was released from the spirit of infirmity. He immediately began to improve to the point that he fully recovered and was up walking around in no time. Those nearby that heard me pray over him and they also heard the pop, were caught off guard and amazed that the spirit of infirmity had popped off of them too. A strong wind began to blow on the streets of London, whipping through the city. It was not a destructive wind, but a strong supernatural wind. And I remember seeing the giant Ferris wheel called the London Eye. It's been credited with sparking a worldwide revival of Ferris wheel constructions. 
No power was hooked up to that Ferris wheel, but it began to turn. It wasn't operational by the power of a motor. The giant wheel was rotating by the power of the supernatural wind that was blowing from heaven. The ministers and religious leaders wanted to make sure that the people knew that the wind was not manufactured, so they brought other mechanisms on the sides of the streets to prove to the people that the power of the wind was not generated by man, but was a supernatural wind of the Spirit of God. They were very protective of the power of the Holy Spirit gripping their city, and they wanted nothing to distract from this wind of the Spirit. And I could see from a high vantage point that tens of thousands of people, maybe hundreds of thousands of people were gathering in the streets below. The sight was stunning and the sounds were deafening. What was equally amazing was others on the streets were released simultaneously from the spirit of infirmity. And suddenly healings, miracles began to spread all along the streets quickly. Societal rejects, outcasts that didn't fit in because of their strange looks began to come out of the buildings into the streets to see what was happening. Loud praises erupted as people started glorifying God in greater and greater numbers. It seemed revival had broken out right there on the streets of London. People emptied out of the hospitals into the streets with their gowns on and their IVs attached. They were glorifying God because they were instantly healed. Then I saw a sight that I'll never forget. Have you ever been driving through the country on a cold winter day and seen a vast number of birds rise up off the ground and fly together? You see their solid dark colors swim in the sky like a cloud. Then in unison, they will turn and it almost looks like they disappeared. Well, in my dream, I looked up above the streets of London in the sky and I saw the same type display but I feel sure it wasn't birds. It appeared more like a vast number of evil spirits, almost like bats lifting off the city. I heard voices crying out from the streets, look, COVID is lifting. Look, the plague is lifting off our city. And a deafening roar of praise broke out as the long dark night of the soul was finally broken off the city. I looked over and was startled to see the recently deceased queen. She stepped out from the shadows. She was rejoicing and weeping and saying, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I prayed for this to happen for so many years and I'm so thankful that I have been allowed to see this. I wish it could have happened while I was still queen. As I awakened from my dream, I looked across my dark bedroom and my digital clock read 5.55. I really believe I had a God dream. I was trembling with great excitement on the inside, wondering what the purpose of the dream was. Well, I feel in my heart this is why I had the dream. I believe healings are about to break forth in the mighty name of Jesus. These healings will take place in 
In large cities and small, in churches, fellowships, prayer gatherings, throughout the nations of the earth. The satanic grip of the spirit of infirmity and the crippling spirit of depression and heaviness that came with COVID is now lifting. In the book of Acts chapter two, there was also the distinct sound of a powerful wind. Acts two said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Let it be so, Lord Jesus. On this day, October the 23rd, 2022, I want to boldly make this proclamation. The spirit of infirmity is being broken. And I also declare in Jesus' mighty name that healings and miracles be loosed. May this powerful wind of the Holy Spirit blow upon us all. Right quick. This is what I've been feeling. Amen. When I seen this, when I watched this, this is what the Lord's been dealing with me on. And this is about the same time frame that I was feeling. I, I, I have been under attack, just a heaviness. I don't know if anybody else here has felt uh, just, uh, just a heaviness, a, a, an oppression. And I thought, you know, part of it is I'm getting older and I, I understand that, you know, uh, not going to live forever and all that. But that's not it. It, that was not it. This was a, an oppression and a heaviness from uh, from Satan himself, amen. And I feel like that heaviness has been all over the church, amen. People have just been, it's like something pressing, pressing, pressing down on you. And you feel such a heaviness and such a weight, amen. And it feels like God is not hearing, God is not answering, and God is not moving, amen. But I believe in my heart of hearts that God is moving, amen. If you look and go to the book of Exodus. Go to the book of Exodus and, and turn there real quickly. I've got a lot of scripture I want to try to get to today because I believe God is breaking forth. Amen. I believe today is like no other day. Amen. That your God is on the scene and he's breaking forth and you're going to begin to hear and feel the mighty sound of the rushing wind begin to sweep through the church. Amen. You're about to see. Amen. Miracles begin to be on display. Amen miracles and signs and wonders that you heard about of old, amen. Your God is going to make himself known to the whole world, amen. He's going to declare, I am God and there is none like me, amen. He's going to step forth and proclaim his glory and his goodness and his grace and he's going to say, this is my son and who I am well pleased, amen. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, amen. The one that shed his blood for all mankind. Amen. You're going to begin to see the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Begin to blow and begin to move in the church once again. Amen. Because God said
says, I will not leave you as orphans, amen. Jesus said, when I leave this place, amen, I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send a helper, amen. I'm going to send the one that will stand in and teach you all things, amen. Let me tell you, church, you're about to be taught, amen. Not by me and not by any person, amen. But you're about to be taught because the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to teach you what you need to know in these last days, amen. You see, there was a time back in history, amen. There were the children of Israel. We know the story. We've talked about Jacob, or excuse me, Joseph, and how he was went into Egypt and how his brothers came and they were all in Egypt, amen. And the Bible says that God prospered them there and they multiplied there in Egypt. And the Bible says that there was another king or another Pharaoh that came upon the scene that didn't know Joseph. And the Bible says they began to inflict hardships on the children of Israel. And it got to the point where even they were saying, I want to kill the male child, amen. I want to do something because if we don't do something, they're going to take over, amen. Let me tell you what, church. Egypt was not the destination of the children of Israel. It was just a stopping point, amen. It was just a place to stop and get fed for a while. But it was not their destination. Church, your place, your destination is not here. This is just a stopping point to get fed for a little while. Amen. Your destiny is not in this world. Amen. Your destiny is not on this earth. Amen. This is just a place to stop for a little while. But it says in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of bondage. And they cried out and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Amen. I'm telling you what, church, the people, God's people have been groaning and they've been crying out unto God and saying, God, where are you? God, help me. God, deliver me. God, why am I going through this? Why am I having to deal with this? Amen. But God has heard the groans and the cries of his people. And he says, I have not left you. I have not forgotten you. And they go on and read the story. Amen. And it says Moses was out in the wilderness. And God, he seen that burning bush out there. And he said, Moses, I've heard the cries of my people. And I'm sending you to deliver them out of their bondage. Amen. God is coming to deliver his children out of the bondage that they've been in. Amen. The oppression is about to break. The depression is going to lift. Amen. The spirit of infirmity is about to be broken off of the church of the living God. Amen. The Bible says that when the children of Israel left Egypt, there was not one feeble one among them. Amen. Get ready, church. Amen. God's about to infuse you with a supernatural strength and power. God's moving by his mighty spirit. Amen. God's moving this morning by his power. You're going to walk in the grace of God. You're going to see the hand of God. Amen. And it's here today if you will only allow him today to break whatever's got a hold of you loose. Amen. 
the spirit of heaviness is about to be lifted off the church. The spirit of joy is about to fill this place. Amen. Peace is going to surround God's people. Because I'm telling you, we're not too far off, amen, where God's going to come in and say, I've heard the groans and the cries of my people, and it's time to come out of this place, amen. It's time to come out of this place. You're not too far off, church. You're not too far off. I encourage you to hold on for a little while, but there's some things that are going to happen, and they may happen here this morning, amen. But we're going to talk just briefly on the anointing this morning. Isaiah says it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Folks, I encourage you, now is a time to really press in. And at listen, the... God is seated on His throne this morning. Father God is seated on His throne this morning. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at His right hand, making intercession for us. But the Holy Ghost is in this place this morning. Amen. He's, Jesus, when I leave, I'll send the Comforter. He's here this morning. Amen. And He resides on the inside of you. That's why the Word of God says, Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. We still cannot grasp that concept. Amen. The church is still tr struggling with that very verse of Scripture. We still haven't realized that greater is He in me than He that is anywhere else in this world. Amen. There's an anointing that's going to be released on the face of this earth. Amen, I believe. There's an anointing, just as we watch that video, that's going to literally destroy the spirit of infirmity. Many people in the church are suffering because it's a spirit of infirmity, amen. We're praying for a healing when we should be praying for deliverance. Amen. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm saying you're under attack. I'm not saying you've done no great... I'm saying you're under attack. Turn over to, let me grab some notes here right quick. Somebody keep track of time for me. I sure miss Myra during these days. <laughs> Myra would always keep me in check. Turn over to Luke chapter 4 real quickly. Luke chapter 4. I want you to get a hold of this this morning. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Oh, I, I know we've read this scripture. Everybody knows this scripture, but I want you to look at this scripture. 
says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now we know that John, was, John the Baptist was out baptizing people in the Jordan River, right? Here comes Jesus walking up. Amen. Jesus says, John, I want you to baptize me. And John says, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You need to be baptizing me. And Jesus says, no, I need you to baptize me. And the Bible says that when John baptized Jesus, the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit came down and, and rested on him like the uh, like a dove, right? Uh, and, and he was filled, at that time he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right after that we see Jesus now. It says, and Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Let me tell you, does anybody feel like they're out in the wilderness this morning, amen? And you feel like you're being tested or tried or tempted even, not tempted by God. Remember, God does not tempt. Satan tempts, God tests, amen? But you feel like you're under pressure and it feels like everything's just pressing down and you don't understand why, amen? Let me wake you up to a few things. Let me clue you win. Amen. You're about to cross a, uh, go across the threshold. Amen. Now it might take you longer than what you expected. Amen. But it's simply because you never realized you were at the threshold. Amen. You're at the threshold of going from one place to another. Amen. And when you finally get come to grips with this is nothing but God trying to move me into position that he wants me to be. Amen. The Bible says that God or that Jesus went into the wilderness and he fasted there for 40 days, right? What else happened? Well, Satan came and he tempted me, tempted him the Bible said, came 3 times. All right? And immediately after Jesus said, "Satan, get behind me." Amen. Don't mess with me. I'm tired of it. No more. Get behind me. That's it. Bible says that the angels come unto the Lord and ministered unto him there. Now, I want you to read on down. Skip on down to verse 14. You can read that yourself there and uh, read it on down. But skip on down to Luke chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Then Jesus, now we know he went into the, we know he went into the wilderness under the, uh, under the unction, if you will, of the Holy Spirit, right? Bible says he being filled with the Holy Spirit, he went into the, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Right? Tested and tempted there by Satan. Fasted 40 days. Now, I want you to understand this. I want you to hold this this morning. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. He went in being led by the Spirit and he returned, the Bible said, in the power of of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Or a fresh anointing. What does it mean to be anointed? It means to take oil and literally either pour on or, 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 or the, the, some inter, uh, uh, definitions means to smear on. The Bible says that, that, they, that the they, they would anoint the priest. They anointed Aaron. Amen. The Bible says they took oil. It was, they poured it on Aaron, at the top of Aaron's head, and it began to run down his beard and run down his garments. Amen. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Amen. The oil in the Bible will represent the Holy Spirit many times. Amen. It represents the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when they poured that oil on the top of Aaron's head and it began to cover his beard and saturate his beard, and begin to run all down the, the, his, gar, his priestly garments, amen. It was such a fragrant smell, amen. It said it was like the dew of Hermon, amen. 
Excuse me. That's what I'm talking about this morning. That God would put a fresh anointing of oil on us and let it just begin to pour down upon us and saturate us. Amen. Begin to cleanse us and 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 and, and set us apart. Amen. Now, because we're talking about power here. Power. I, listen. There is an anointing. The Bible says it's the anointing that destroys the yokes of bondage. Amen. Jesus said, I am anointed over in Isaiah, what is it, uh, 61? I have been anointed, amen, to proclaim the gospel, to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted, amen, to heal the sick. There is an, an anointing, amen. The Bible says over in Mark chapter 16, you're going to go forth, amen. James says, that to anoint, uh, the book of James says, anoint those that are sick with oil and pray the prayer of faith and that they shall recover, amen. There's a power that we have not really stepped off into yet, but you're about to, amen. God's going to begin to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh over in the book of Joel, amen. Pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, then what we we seen over in the book of Acts was a partial fulfillment. But you're going to see, amen, in the days and the hours in which you live, amen, a total fulfillment of that prophecy or that scripture. When God is going to pour out His Spirit upon you're about to be walking in miracles. God's releasing that anointing here this morning. There was anointing on Elijah over in, uh, in, in the book of Kings, uh, there was an anointing on Elijah. And when God was about to take Elijah out, Elisha was there. I don't have time to go over the whole story. But he said, he gave, Elijah asked Elisha, what would you have of me? What do you want from me? He says, I want a double portion of what you got. That anointing that you walk in, Elijah, I want a double portion. Amen. I want a double shot of what you got. Amen. I want twice what you have now he wasn't being greedy about it but he knew he couldn't do what needed to be done in his own strength amen and he said I need double what you got Elijah to carry on for what God wants done amen and there then Elijah told him said well if you see me going amen then let it be so it will be done unto you and Elisha watched Elijah go up to God in the chariot of fire amen good glory to God we're about ready to exit this place amen we're about to leave this place, amen. But Elijah, and there was an anointing that come upon Elijah, anointing that was so great, get me, folks, and an anointing that was so great, amen. I think I said uh, kings, it might have been Sam. But uh, and when Elisha died, get this, when Elisha died, I want you to understand this, I want you to understand this. When Elisha died, amen. They, there were some raiders they took and they put Elijah in a tomb. They buried Elijah in that tomb, amen. And then there was a band of raiders that were coming. And there was a man that had died at that time. And because the raiders were coming, because the bandits were coming, they said, hey, we got to hurry up and bury this dude, amen. So they took this man and they led him down to the tomb where Elisha was, amen. I want you to understand the anointing this morning, amen. And when, the body, when they let that man down and they were hurrying, saying, we got to hurry because we got to get out of here, amen, because the, 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 the marauders are coming, amen. And they let that dude down in there and his, his body touched the bones of Elisha. And it says that man got up and walked out of there, amen. He came back. The anointing was so saturated, Elisha, amen, that it was even in his bones that lay in the tomb, amen. 
that when they brought that dead man and laid him next to Elisha, he sprung up and said, let's get out of here. You get that, folks. There is an anointing, amen. The Bible says that when Jesus was walking, the woman with the issue of blood, and Jesus was walking down the street, we know the story, amen. But the woman had declared to herself, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole, amen. And the Bible says she pat made her way through the crowd, pressed her way through, and she grabbed a hold of that hem of that garment. And then the Bible said immediately, her issue was corrected, amen. Immediately she knew that something, oh, whoa, whoa, something had happened. And immediately Jesus knew, the Bible says, he knew that power had left his body, that there was a transference of an anointing that had left him and left went somewhere, amen. Because he said, there's somebody touched me. And he felt that that power had left him and that, that woman received it, amen. Even in the hem of his garment, amen. There was power in the hem of his garment, amen. From the anointing that saturated him and covered him. The Bible says that Paul, would, and we get this a little confused, but the Bible says that they would take handkerchiefs, amen. And the handkerchief there is more like a sweat rag. And we don't know if Paul, Paul worked as a tent maker. So maybe Paul was out there making tents and he'd pick up a rag and wipe the sweat off of him. And somebody would go around and say, give me that rag. I got a sick uncle over here. Put that rag on that that man would be healed, amen, because of the anointing, amen, that was transferred from the apostle Paul, amen, to that handkerchief that he had. And the Bible said that they would bring handkerchiefs and aprons so that Paul might wipe the sweat or his brow, amen. There's a transference of that anointing, amen. I'm here this morning to tell you, amen. God has sent me unto you today, amen. There's a transference that's taken place today, amen. There's a release of an anointing that's taken place in this house this morning. All you have to do is say, I want it. I receive it. I accept it. It's not me. I can't give you anything. But God can. And God says, I want you to transfer an anointing this morning. <laughs> Amen. That destroys the yokes of bondage. The anointing that will break the spirit of heaviness. Amen. The anointing that will destroy the spirit of infirmity. Amen. You're not listening to me this morning. Amen. You're not getting this this morning. You're going to have to get a hold of this. Amen. Don't take it because you say, well, I know him. I know what he is. Listen, get past me. Amen. Listen to what the Lord God is speaking this morning. Amen. See if it lines up and agrees with your spirit this morning. And if it does, grab a hold and hold on, child of God, because you're about ready to go for a ride of your life. Amen. You're about ready to go for the ride of your life. Amen. You're going to see things. You're going to see things. 
Bible says that the anointing was so great upon Peter, amen, because Peter was there with Jesus, amen, and there was an, a, a transference of anointing, amen. Jesus called his disciples in and said, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among the wolves, amen, amen. But I'm, I'm sending you not just helpless, but I'm giving you the authority, amen. I'm releasing unto you my authority, amen. You're not going in your own name. You're going in my name, amen, Jesus said. And in my name, you're going to heal the sick, amen. In my name, you're going to cast out demons, amen. In my name, you're going to see things that you've never seen before. Four, amen. And the disciples said they come back and said, Glory to God. Even the demons are subject unto us in your name, Jesus. And Jesus said, Don't hey, don't think that's any big deal. You understand what I'm telling you this morning? There is an anointing that's being released in this place today. Amen. That if you can grab a hold of it that if you can comprehend it, amen, there's going to be some life-changing events begin to take place. There's going to be some heaviness begin to be lifted off. In the name of Jesus, I speak that that heaviness be broken right now in Jesus' name. I didn't understand it till I watched this video. And when I seen that, it all became clear what God was trying to speak to me. Amen. God's saying that I'm about to do something. Amen. I'm about to set the captives free. Amen. You're going to begin to go and you're going to see healings take place. Amen. You're going to see the sick recover and the lame walk and the blind eyes be opened. Amen. I can't do it in my own strength, but God certainly can. Amen. I'm telling you, if you can receive it, amen, you're going, you're, going to, you're going to walk on a new place with God. I don't care how old you are or how young you are, amen. I don't care and God don't care. You're the exact age God wants you to be. You're the exact age that God wants you to be. And God says, look, you think you're weak in your own strength? Good. Now, take my strength. You don't think you have the capabilities? Good. I'll give you the capability. God's moving, folks. You're going to see things. The church is going to be blessed. I don't care what happens in the world. You know, you've heard me teach on, on different things and on Bible. And that's, uh, listen, that's all good. And we're going to see some of those things take place. But what you need to focus on is the glory and the goodness of God. Amen. You need to focus on the goodness and the glory and the power of the living God in which we serve. Amen. God is sovereign and he doesn't need to seek anybody's permission to do anything. Children of Israel were out in the wilderness. And when they began to see the cloud move, they knew it was time to pack their bags. It's time to leave. God is moving, and it's time we move with Him. 
I'm telling you here this morning, the cloud is moving. The cloud is moving. God is moving. It's time for the church to move with Him. It's time for the church to stand up and move with our God. Amen. That means He's going to stretch you a little bit. That means he's, he's going, when He speaks to you, you're going to really shake your head and say, I just don't know about that. But you're going to step out in faith and do it anyway. You are about to see the power and the glory of the living God. And he's going to use you and he's going to use me. And he's going to use every church member that is ready and willing to receive, listen, and obey the voice of God. And when we get determined, we're going to see. The Bible said... Turn over to Luke chapter 13. Oh, I got so much here, but I, I can't give it to you all today. We wonder why so many attacks. It's because, number one, Satan knows that his time is short. I believe the accuser of the brethren is about ready to get kicked out. He won't be able to make accusations any longer. Won't be able to make accusations any longer. Matthew chapter 13 verse 11 or verse uh, 10 it says now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 8 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. You're going to step out in faith. And there's going to be people that will mock you and ridicule you and say, well, that just ain't going to happen. You might as well just spit in the wind. But I'm telling you, get ready. And the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? So ought not this woman... Now, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. I want you to let this sink down into your spirit. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, what does that signify? Being a daughter of Abraham, meaning she's under the Abrahamic covenant, entitled to the Abrahamic blessings. Ought not this daughter, woman, this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, I want you to understand this, this daughter of Abraham that was under the Abrahamic covenant whom Satan himself had bound for these 18 years. 
I want you to understand, amen, church. I want you to get a grasp on it. Jesus said this woman is a daughter of Abraham and she's entitled to the covenant blessings of Abraham. I want you to understand this morning that you are entitled because you are a child of God. Ought not this child of God that's been washed by the blood, bought by the blood, filled by the Holy Spirit, who has been bound by Satan for however long, be released? Are you getting this? You are under covenant contract because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Our problem is we don't recognize things. We don't recognize when sickness is a spirit of infirmity. When the, uh, the heaviness and the depression that you're feeling is really an attack from the enemy, amen. You think it's part of life. No, amen. It's an attack, amen. Now realize who you are, amen. Realize who lives on the inside of you, amen. Realize that there's an anointing that has been released, amen. And you are filled with the Holy Ghost, and folks, it's time we start walking in the power. We talked about back over there with Jesus in Luke chapter 4. That when he left that trial, that temptation, he came out of that wilderness with power. With power. There was a power that was attached to him now. There's a power. Listen, if you're a child of God, there's a power that's attached attached to you we've all been filled with with the holy spirit amen we've all been filled with the holy spirit now i'm i'm not splitting hairs about the baptism of the listen john said john said when he said he will baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire right where's the fire it's time that the church be I was listening to the Pastor Rambo last night. He was talking about the church in America being so dry. He said, good, the church in America is so dry because dry wood is easy to catch on fire. If you've been feeling dry and you've been feeling emptied and you've been feeling good because you're about ready to catch on fire. Jesus said, I, I, John told him, I said, look, there's one coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Oh, I wish y'all could get this this morning. If y'all could only get this, you walk out of here rejoicing this morning. You'd walk out of here leaping and shouting and praising God. You, you couldn't wait to lay hands on somebody. To say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. What I was getting to earlier, and I, I'll get you guys, I'll, I'll leave you guys out of here. The anointing was so great on Peter. I don't think I, I think I skipped this when I started it. The anointing was so great on Peter 
that, that same anointing that had been transferred from Jesus to Peter, that the Bible says when, Jesus, when Peter would walk down the street, Peter's walking down the street minding his own business, and people were bringing out the sick and laying them on the street. The Bible says, and, and the chance perhaps that his shadow might fall on them and they be healed. See, you see Jesus doing that too. Jesus walked down the street and they brought the sick and the lame out there so that his shadow, there was an anointing. And that anointing was so great upon Jesus, amen, that his shadow even had the anointing on it. Glory to God. His shadow would even, there was a transference that if I could, the woman said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, amen, I'll be made whole. But there was people out there said, if I can just get a glimpse of that shadow, amen, just falls on me, amen, there's power going to be transferred from that shadow. That anointing is so great, amen, that that shadow, amen, had power, amen. Jesus didn't even have to stop and pray for anybody. That anointing was just going, amen. Whoo, glory to God. That anointing was just going to where Peter would just be walking and people would be saying, just let that shadow fall on me. Let that shadow, let that shadow just... Let me just touch a little bit of that shadow of the Peter. The Bible says they'd be made whole, amen. That that anointing was so great, amen. Woo, glory to God. That people, you understand what I'm telling you this morning, folks. There's an anointing that will destroy every yoke of bondage, amen. Every sickness, every infirmity, amen. Every ailment, amen. That when the... Just uh, when the man of God or the woman of God's walking down the street and they know, hey, glory to God, I've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. And I've been baptized with the fire, amen. I've went through the trial. I went through the, through the wilderness now. And now I'm out on the other side, glory to God, amen. Now I'm walking in the power and the authority of the Most High God, amen. And with under the authority of Jesus' name, just let me walk down the street, amen. See, we still can't grasp the power and the majesty of who God is. If we could, I'm telling you, if, if we could just grasp the power and the we'd all be on our face for a holy God here this morning. You wouldn't be able to stand in the presence of God. His glory would just begin to fill this place and it would just press, just press. And you'd just have to go down and begin to give God glory. And begin to worship the Almighty God. And just say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, for there is none like you, O oh God. You are worthy to be praised. And Jesus, we thank you and magnify you for taking our sin for taking our sickness, for taking our punishment upon yourself, for setting us free. <laughs> Glory to God. Such holiness, such majesty, such glory in this place. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Your God is awesome today. And there's none like Him. There's none like Him. He is power. You, you, we don't understand. We look for... He is power. It's not that he has power. He yes, is, he is power. Thank you. It's not that he has glory. He is glory. Moses was there with the burning bush, and he says, Whom, who, do I, who, who do I say has sent me? And God told him, said, you tell him, I am. I am sent me. I am power. I am glory. I am the healer. I am your peace. I am your victory. I am your deliverer. I am your redeemer. I am your supplier. I am everything that you need. God says, I am this morning. <laughs>